Our Father and our God, Daddy, we just want to say thank you. Lord, we bless your name for how far you brought us. We thank you because you are a faithful God. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your love. We thank you for what you are doing. We thank you for what you will do. Lord, we say, let your name be glorified in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we say, let your name be glorified in the name of Jesus Christ. God bless us all in the name of Jesus Christ. We are talking about understanding the mystery of thanksgiving. Understanding the mystery of thanksgiving. I would first of all try to create a, a basic or general understanding of mysteries. Mysteries are secrets, but what we, what is termed as mysteries is what you can feel the impact of it. So if something is mystical to everybody, people say, wow, that thing is mysterious. So you can, we can all feel it. And let me give an example. In church. In fact, it happened on Friday. Someone came into the church. She was part of the service. She couldn't stop crying. When I was able to speak to her after the service, she said, I just need to go home and try to understand what is happening to me. She cannot explain what is going on, but she can feel the impact. There was somebody that invited their schoolmates, they were doing masters then, to church. This guy was from Saudi Arabia. So he has never stepped into a church before in his entire life. This man said, you know, just come, da, da, da. and he said, you know, okay, maybe the last week, or towards the last week when I'm leaving, I would, um, I would come in. So he came that day, he sat there. And our service is quite, you know, like you see today, it's, it's a bit mixed, English and Yoruba and things like that. Even on that day, I think we had more Yoruba songs kind of stuff. He was just shaking, as he was just, you know, enjoying the service. But I knew that he couldn't stop crying. Throughout, from the beginning of the service to the end. When he went out, he said, to, he said, so when I went, he said, I don't know, I've never been to a church before, I don't know what is going on, but that thing just makes me feel so at peace. I have never felt that kind of environment before. He said, I don't know what it is, because in my country, we have never, we don't have access to churches. He cannot put a label on it but he can feel it. Now, and I can go on and on. Some people started saying to me that when they come into the church, they smell insects. 
And I said, you know, we don't use incense here because of fire, uh, smoke alarm. But they may not be able to understand, but they can feel the impact of something is going on. So in the kingdom of God, there are mysteries always at work at, if, at different points in time. I am not talking to us about mysteries that are gimmicks. And at times, some mysteries are applied and they are gimmicks. Even they that operate it do not know that what they are doing is gimmick. I was talking to, I had the privilege of kind of having a chat with a servant of God who had Bible, where, you know, have Bible conversations together. And the person was talking to me how when somebody has spiritual husband, that they would um, gather around that person, they would buy, if it's a woman, they would buy a wedding gown. They would use it for prayers for seven days and you tear it. And as in that journey, as that person has been able to practice such things, they have never failed. The spiritual husband will go. But what they don't know, it is a gimmick. What they are doing, they are doing negotiation with evil spirits. It is the bigger. They said to Jesus, don't send us here. Send us here. If you are not careful, you will form doctrine out of evil spirit negotiation. And you now discover that person will evil spirit all that will go. But it becomes where they will go and stand for them. Another thing that they don't know. Because as far as, as far as as far as demonic things are concerned, they can move you from cell one to cell five. It's, it's not, you are still in the prison. That person is still in the prison yard. They just move you from cell one to cell five. And as I was you know that day, there was a day I was talking to, we were having a conversation, just showing two scriptures together. And I was trying to explain to him that all these things are gimmicks. They say, ah, in what? It is, it is calculation. So that day, I think I said a couple of things to him that the person was so concerned. I wanted to know more. But it was as if he was, he was struggling. So that day after, I didn't even know that when I was talking to him, he was, on, he was in his altar in his room. He fell asleep. So he called me about three hours later or so. He said, ah, Pastor, I won't talk to you. I said, what? He said, I had a dream. He said, what is it? He said, I saw a man of God doing crusade. He said, that man of God was genuine. He said, and people were, healed. he was healing the sick. He said, he said, but they now took me from, so after the crusade, People were living. He said, they now, he said, in that dream, it seems like they took me from the front to the back of the crusade. And when people were living, I saw them, they were all dripping into hell. I said, Well, God showed you is that even though that man of God may be innocent, is he himself is a victim of negotiation. So 
thought you see the, what I'm trying to say, why I'm saying this is that when I'm talking about missing, I'm talking about things that are no balaton, no. That which cannot be supported by proper scriptural teaching. It is a negotiation game. That's what it is. It is negotiation. And so what I'm trying to say is that, you know, there are, they are, they are, you know, somebody called me once. There was a child that they took out of school because he was having mental issues. And they said that they saw that they had put a mark, there is a mark on him, and that there are things like that. So somebody called me and said, well, should we bring him? I said, you don't have to bring him in. I said, where he, where he is, tell him to go and look for a church that teaches scripture. Let him attend the place for a couple of months. You don't even need to tell the pastor why you are there. Just attend. After before three months, he was able to return back to school. He finished his school. Why? Because the Bible says that Jesus said, "The word that I have taught you, they are they are spirit and they are." He said, "I have I have made you clean by the word." He said, "When you are preaching, he said you are washing the bride by the water of the word." So when the word is going on. Your body is being washed. There is nobody that has a mark, whatever mark, wherever mark they have been coming from. If you can sit with an open mind, listening to sound teaching, that's mark. It is basic principles, scripture. Does that make sense? Hallelujah. You know, at times people feel that, ah, Pastor doesn't really, you know, that's the thing that you should do. You see, when, when, when God helps us as we keep on establishing mysteries and how it works. So, back to, I just wanted to just introduce that as I go on to talk more about these mysteries. Um, Matthew chapter 13, verse 11, Jesus answered and said to them, he said, it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. So that means that even though there might be a particular working in an environment, there is an opportunity for you to understand how that thing came about. It is, it is not the best if certain things is happening within an environment and you do not know how it came about. Why? Because if you stop doing that thing and you stop, you don't know what you did to get it. Does that make sense? When God began to open high-level jobs for people in the, in the church, I said, I said, this is how we got here. Why? So that you can know God is not a magician. God is not a magician. So as we, so he said, he said, but to you, you now, you have the opportunity to understand the mysteries of the kingdom of God, of the kingdom of heaven. And mystery, according to scripture, see, we don't know how, because God is, God will keep revealing. There are, there are, there, but mysteries are in levels of scripture, in scripture. The Bible calls one a great mystery. And 1 Timothy chapter 3, um, verse 16, he said, without any controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. 
That means the ability to live a godly life. There are certain things that you would get to know. And by the mercies of God, your that's why you can somebody who's living a good thing. Somebody says, somebody says, ah, no. You, know, you, you just think that you're just, you just proud. No. It, that's not what is happening. There are access of things that some, as you begin to learn, have you ever noticed that the more you learn about scriptures, the more you know about God, the more you read your Bible, the more, the further more godliness happens. And you somebody who has prayed, God, make me godly. God, make me godly. Next year you'll be in a prayer. Because there is an access of wisdom. As you begin to access it, you begin to see a progress in that journey. Does that make sense to us? So the Bible says that there is a great mystery, which is godliness. There is another dimension of mystery, which the Bible calls the mystery of iniquity. See, it is not everybody. There are some people, I don't know how best to put it, but they have wiped them with spirit of, of you know, it is, they will try, but it's because there is a backing behind that character. And the Bible, let's go on, please. The Bible goes on to say to us in, um, in Thessalonians chapter, he said, for the mystery of lawlessness. That means the Bible is saying that you can be having a particular bad habit, but that bad habit can be supported by spiritual work. And the Bible is saying that there is a mystery of lawlessness, rebellion against divine authority, and, and the coming reign of lawlessness is already at work. What I'm trying to say to you is that I'm not teaching as such on ministries. I just want to just share with us that scripture has, but mystery is not meant to be, it's not something that is, should be hidden from us, but you gain them as you learn about God more. As you learn about God more. And what you learn, what you discover is yours for them. The Bible says the secret things are for, are for God, but the things he has revealed to us is for you and forever. You, you discover that when someone has access to certain things, so people go and go, ah. You know, see, one thing about mysteries also is that you can be beneficial of it by luck. You don't know. Like I said about those people that I gave example for, they, they benefited from it, but they don't understand how. The problem about doing that all the time is that you don't exactly know. You know, I used to tell people that somebody has a dick. Sorry, it's just the things that are coming to my head. But, you know, you have Panadol. Uh, you also know, um, you have Pastamol. And if you're from a hard area, you have Fensic and uh, Alabu. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you use everything together, you will not know which one. Works for you. You just think that the headache is gone. How did it go? What did you do? People don't know. God help us in the name of Jesus Christ. So, if you 
at what I, this couple of scriptures that I shared with us, this one talks about mystery, which is in single, single terms. The previous scripture about the scripture of, scripture, um, sorry, mystery of godliness, it was a single term. But when you look at what Jesus was saying, Jesus said, you have been given the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. So, let me just expand on that as we just move quickly. It's Matthew chapter 16, verse 19. Jesus said, I will give to you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Please note what Jesus said. He said, I will give you keys. That means it is not only one key. That is why I was quick to explain to you earlier that when the Bible was talking about mysteries and we began to focus on individual mysteries, so you have keys, but there are keys for different things as we go on. You would see the scripture talks about the key of knowledge. The key of knowledge. I think it's going to be wonderful. Luke chapter 11. Yeah, he said, Woe to you, experts of the law, because you are taking away the key to knowledge. He said, You yourself have not entered it, and you are injuring other people from entering it. So Jesus is saying, when, that's what I was saying, that at times when you begin to see certain things, it's important to know how you got there. So, he said, Jesus said, no, there are keys. There is a particular key called the key of knowledge. And at times it is given to teachers to allow other people to enter. Does that make sense to us? God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So I'm just trying to just point us a couple of scriptures. That So, why I'm saying that was as we begin to talk about Thanksgiving, there'll be certain things that you might go, oh, yes, that's why this is happening. Because at times you will just say, let us thank God. And people thank God, certain things will happen. And of course, I will not cover everything. I'm just going to, and you see certain things that will happen, you go, ah, you know, oh, each time I give God thanks, this is what happens. It is not fluke. There is a pattern to it. There is a pattern to it. Now, you know, I, I shared this scripture before. I think it's right for us to start from it. Um, um, Psalm 47, verse 7. The Bible says that, for God is the king of all the earth. Sing praises with understanding. I know we've said it so many times here. That this means that you can sing praises to God without understanding. Those are the praises that you do, who sweat, they will dance to the right, dance to the left. You know, the, uh, what's it called? Those things, there's nothing bad about that. Don't go on. There's nothing bad about it. If you understand what is going on. But you can do it and ah, people will sweat. They will go home. This one they will not get results, but the result will be limited. 
because there is no understanding to what they are doing. Does that make sense? God help us in Jesus' name. So the Bible says, let us sing praises with understanding. Now, there is, there is, there is, there is a particular understanding of scripture. The Bible says that when Jesus had five loaves of bread and two fishes, so uh, the five loaves of bread and two fishes, the Bible says he knew something. John chapter 6, verse, um, verse 6 to 9. John chapter 6, verse 6 to 9. The Bible says, and he tests them, he, sorry, he asks them only to test them of this. And the Bible says, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. So that means that Jesus understood that there was something he was there was something that he was prepared to do. There was a particular thing that had to be done. So you would see that the Bible would say that Jesus took the five loaves of bread. He took it before God and he gave thanks. And what happened? It what? It increased. Question. What did Jesus know? That when you have little and you give thanks over it, it will increase. See, if Bible did not say that Jesus already knew what he wanted, he would have said, ah, he, he went as the spirit led him. But the Bible says he is aware of how you come about increase. Can I have somebody who, because of, uh, I don't have it all up there, can I have somebody who can help us look at Psalm 67? Psalm 67, verse, um, verse 5 to 7. So, yes, sir. Let the people praise thee. Now, the, this is what David had written. He said, let the people praise you. Oh God. Oh God. Let all the people praise you. Let all the people praise you. Then shall the earth yield her increase. So what he says is that once you give thanks, an increase will come. And God, yes, even our own God, yes, shall bless us. He will bless us. God, so, and all the heads shall bless God shall bless us, yes. and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. God bless you, sir. So, when Jesus was saying, bring the five loaves of bread and two fishes, I believe he had in mind that this is how you call about increase. The little that you have, raise it before God in gratitude, and you will see him multiply it. Does that make sense? Hallelujah. There was somebody when I thought I thought this at the time, and somebody has been um, looking for jobs, and each time she looks, she does application for job, they would reject her. In fact, she will have a dream that she has gotten a job after praying. 
only for email to come and say you have been rejected. What is the issue in that in that case? What she's seen in her dream is that the fruit has been delivered. Sorry, the seed is already in the ground. There needs to be an increase for, for the heart to yield an increase. That's what the Bible says. The heart should yield an increase. So I said to her, I said, I said, when next you get that letter, what you are going to do, you are going to spread it on the floor and you are going to dance and give God thanks over it. So she got the letter as usual and she danced. And she danced over it. You know, and you know, and, and, and you know, has, has, has the Bible would say, you know, the Bible says, say, say, and the heart shall yield his increase. The heart shall yield an increase. So what happened was that the place that they called down for a job is a place where she had been rejected about a year ago. They wrote her back and said, your job is waiting for you. What happened? The seed was already in the ground. I said, stop praying and crying. Oh no, God. Ah, you see that? And I saw it in my dream. I said, no, it is already there. What they are showing in your dream is that it's already in the ground. The heart needs now to yield increase. So as according to Psalm 67, as you begin to thank God, the increase will come. Does that make sense? So when the Bible says Jesus already knew what he was going to do, is that I believe what the Bible said that is already a, a, an established principle when it comes to things like this. Are we together? Amen. That's why at times when you finish prayers, you know the Bible, what does the Bible call prayers? The Bible says that those who labor in prayers, after they finish prayer, they will say, thank God. What are they saying? The seed is already on the ground. You need water to come and pull out an increase. That is what Thanksgiving does. That's why you can do seven days prayer. You say, at the end, make sure you thank God. Hallelujah. So, you know, I'll be sharing something to you. People, ah, so that's what they're trying to say. That's what they're saying. Amen. Hallelujah. God help us in Jesus' name. Now, there is an aspect of thanksgiving that the Bible calls the sacrifice of praise. It does not make sense to have sacrifice and praise together. Because praise is what you will give somebody when you feel good about them. Ah, pardon me. You are the man. Yes. Hype man. They don't need 
<laughs> it don't need, just feel good. Buy beer for white man now. He would say, he would, sorry. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. God help us in Jesus' name. Amen. But you understand what I'm saying. Yes. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't do such things. I'm just saying. That's just general thing. You know, or let me put it this way. You know, go to, um, what, you know, then they do uh, traditional. And uh, what to call them? They are um, alaga. Give them more money. Or go to Agbo. Give them more money. They will sing your praise. So praise is not so. If, if your praise is only on what God has done, it is not bad, but it is not what the Bible calls. Let's go to Hebrews, please. It's not what the Bible calls sacrifice of praise. Why would the Bible use the word sacrifice of praise? Because this kind of praise is done continually. The praise that is done continually is the praise called sacrifice of praise. Why? Because it is not every day you will feel like it. So the Bible says we should have there is a continual praise that God demands from you. But because he understands the nature as a human being, he's saying that, you know, there has to be, it is a sacrifice. And the Bible even went further and says that, see, Isaiah chapter 12 verse 3, it says that with joy. So that means that there are some things that you cannot pull out except there is joy in your heart. That is where the problem is. How can I give God continual praise? That is why the Bible says it is not the normal praise that you do when the beat sounds right. It is what the Bible calls sacrifice of praise. That means the praise that you even do when you don't feel like it. But the Bible says that praise cannot just be from your mouth. It has to come with joy in your heart. What am I saying? You know, Jesus, Isaiah was concerned about this. When Isaiah was speaking in, in Isaiah 29, verse 13, he said, he said, he said, he said, these people come near me with their mouth. They honor me with their lips. They are, their heart is far from me. Their worship is based on mere human traditions. What he's saying is that, what is, how does human beings praise you when you do something good for them? When they are okay with you. you say, ah, Padimi, thumbs up. He said, they are, they are, the worship that they give is based on human tradition. That's why I said the heart is not connected because the time when the heart is connected is when God has done something marvelous and they are saying, God, I am grateful. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, having 
come to this conclusion or to this point, when you see somebody who has this character, who displays this thing in scripture, which our mind will go to is David. People have a, a, you know, a, um, a part knowledge, I would say, about David. People say that ah, when you're talking about singers, you're talking about David. David was not the best singer. The Bible never said he was the best singer in these days. The Bible never said he even played the best instrument. You will never see anywhere in scripture where God commended the singing of David. What God commended about David, he said, I have seen a man whose heart is after me. That means that when David is playing keyboard, God is not hearing Doremi Fasolatito. God is hearing the hearts sing. When somebody is clapping, God is not hearing pa pa pa. What is hearing is the heart. So it doesn't matter what you are doing. When, when somebody sits on keyboard and their heart is connected to what they are singing, heaven will be drawn towards it. God is not moved by sopranos. Guess what? He has better ones in heaven. Those ones, they don't even, their voice doesn't go down and up. They don't have to say, pa, 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 and what do you do? And say to beat, say to beat. No, they don't sing to beat. And they don't sing two hours and say, ah, my voice is gone. No, these ones, their voice is evergreen. So what draws God is not the singing, it is the heart. What drew God was not the guitar that, um, that David was playing, but God was hearing his heart from the way he sang. That is why the posture of the heart is extremely important. Now, when David now spoils everything, is where David says in Psalm 119, verse 164, he says, several times a day, I will praise you for your righteous law. Do you know what is challenging about this scripture? One, the scripture is inspired by God. So what I'm trying to say that if it were not true, you would not find this place there. Two, the person writing this is a king. What does that mean? They don't need to, they're not politicians. They don't need to write to impress you. So when David say, several times a day do I worship God, do I sing praises, David is not trying to impress you. Kings in those days, if they say, huh? You say, what do you think? What are you saying? Uh, you can't finish the last statement in heaven. So why is this statement challenging? Please note that David in his lifetime, David lost three children. Three of his children died before his eyes while he was alive. Yet, in those days, 
included the days of the seven times he praises God. There was a day when David went to war, and when David came back, the whole household was taken captive. That day, David still sang seven times a day. That is where this scripture has a bit of challenge. David did not say seven times a day, the day when God has done something good for me. No, he said seven times a day. I was told, the day that he was mourning his child that died, David found space to give God thanks. That is why the Bible is saying this kind of praise we are talking about it has to be continual. And the only way it can be continual is when you realize it's sacrifice. Because how can somebody lose three children? Entire family. The day when his son raped his skin. In, in that same day, David found seven to give God thanks. You begin to see why God is saying, I have found a man whose heart is after me. Let me just quickly go to, because I just want to just step a little bit into this before I just move on. Jeremiah chapter 9, just next to me. Thank you. The Bible says something here, which is always interesting to me. The Bible says, friends deceive friends. One speaks the truth, um, and no one speaks the truth. This is where that challenge me, and this is where I'm going to. You see, they have taught their tongue to lie. What does that mean? You know people who you lie so much that when they just open their mouth, the, the intention is not to lie. It just comes. You will say, ah, why are you lying about this? This is not. What, what has that done? They have trained their tongue to lie. What am I trying to say to us is this. Is that that means you can train your body to the point where it responds to thanksgiving automatically. That's where I'm going to. David several times a day was not only praised that just it is, it had become a training that the body had received. That each time anything happens, the first thing that says is, thank you, Jesus. Do you know the religion that trains themselves in that way? The Muslims. Anything that happens, It is training. It is regular thing that you now become, it becomes an automatic thing that happens. That is what comes out of you. You will never see a Muslim when if, if 10,000 of them dies now, they would say to God be the glory. 
What I'm trying to say is that you need to get to a point where you train yourself. And how do you train yourself? When you are not feeling good. See, at some time maybe we'll talk about more about it. The flesh has the ability to fight back. Even natural things will tell you that if somebody has been using drugs, cocaine, for a period of time, they need to take them to rehab. Why do you take them to rehab? Because in the first few phases of, of, of the, the body will be hitting hard, powerfully. So your body is trained to complain. Your body is trained to not see anything good in a bad situation. So, David must have trained his body to a point where even when they said, your son just died, what did the Bible say? He took off his clothes. He took his bath. Went to eat. Gave God thanks. Why? He has trained his body to respond in that way. Have you trained your body to respond in that way? If people can teach their tongue to lie, then I can teach my tongue to say, no, this is how we respond to this situation. That is the only, one of the only ways you can sustain continual praise. Because there will be days where you would not have, you would not, you would not even think of anything to give God thanks for. But it is it is the training you give your body. It's going to be hard, though. It's going to be difficult. There were days when I was doing royal mail and, and I would be in the rain and I would be saying, God, I thank you. It is training. I said it here. There was a day when I was, <laughs> I was, I went to go and distribute letter in the uh, what's it called? In a highway, you know, you know, royal mail. Now I don't know what it is now, but thank God I escaped. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those who are still there, God help us all. You get what I'm saying? Because cut, 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 it just becomes, you know, when you get to royal mail, when in the office I used to work, you used to see the life that some people lived in royal mail. Royal was in royal In Hillford, there is a bar, a big bar upstairs. There is a pool table. There is, it's like, ah, they do social life before they come and give you letter. But now, <laughs> you know, that's why you can't even talk to your postman on the road. He's saying, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, I need to go. What I'm trying to say is that that day, I was distributing, I finished, and I finished late. So and the office had closed. For those who probably know, so that means that there will be no van that will come and pick you. You have to walk down with that trolley. And as I was walking down, there was nowhere I could hiss myself. I was pressed. And it was not Nigeria. <laughs> that you can say, ah. You see, Nigeria, I go, right? Some of us are not Nigerians. They write, no, you need here. If you need here, they'll put costs on that. But, you know, if, if you, if, he meets you there. You will say, in the name of Jesus, <laughs> how you do your business? <laughs> you know? So, but that day, there was no way I could 
is myself. I was still a student. So if I did, you know, I love about cashing. Nigeria. <laughs> Nigeria. And things like that. So I had to, that day, I could not hold it. I just went to myself on the road. And as I was going, rain began to fall. I said, God, ah, thank you. And I began to dance. It, that is training your body to respond in a particular way. Because I said, ah, shame me, ah, la ye me. Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. Anyway, no, that the podcast, there are people listening to it outside in some European countries that we've discovered. So we are trying not to speak Yoruba. But hallelujah. Amen. 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 <laughs> huh? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's English. You have to do my shame. Yeah, that's true. Amen. <laughs> Amen. God bless us in Jesus' name. So, you know, in that rain, I began to doubt. It could have been an opportunity to say, God, ah, you brought me to this country to come and suffer. You know, there are days when I enter the royal I enter the toilet, I will cry. You know, uh, you will see letter, you will cry. <laughs> when they dump the whole letter in front of you like this, you say, where am I going to start from? And you can, you can only take five minutes to go and cry and come back. Training your body to respond in a particular way. That is the only way you can give God continual praise and you will not have a day off. The Bible says, let's go to pray also, please. Right, so Philippe, I said, do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure. Children of God without fault wrapped up um, in, a, in, a, in a wrapped uh, in a rough and crooked generation, you will sh- you will shine among them. When you understand this principle and you are training your body to it, see what happened later on was that I can remember what I later I went to a graduate um, forum, a graduate and uh, recruitment. Thing. They said, "Ah, no, we can't uh, employ you because you are uh, because your I had a postgraduate they said just two years and this graduate scheme is three years so we can't employ because we don't know if your visa is going to be renewed and the man said but you have done well go back to your office tell your manager you want to become you want to become a manager he said it may be a longer route but you I said okay so when I got there I told him I said I want to become a manager he said what I said I said I want to become a manager he said he said he said don't want to just go then there was a man that the brought later, a senior manager that come he said, I heard that you said you want to become a manager. He said, I've asked people around, even the staff, about you. And he said, oh, he's, he's, he's a hardworking and a good person. He said, he said, go and start at Loughton on Monday. That's how I started managing Loughton office. What am I saying? There were people who said, ah, we have been here since 50 years. Nothing has happened. Oh, this thing is this. No, 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 no. See, people said all sorts of things. What happened? When you now discover and you begin to give God thanks in that period, your time of shining will come. And see, once you once you begin to follow that pattern, God would you have become God's CD. When I was, I was sing, sing, sing with my mouth. I was sing, sing, sing. Song would, I would replay. I said, God, this 
fund. I'm like, you know, if you can, I don't have money to buy, um, is it um, an iPod or whatever the case may be. He said, he said, but if you can, and somebody bought me an iPod and gave it to me as a gift. I said, ah, God, you want me to be listening and singing at the same time? Do you know what happens? And when we now became manager, there are days when they would tell us that go and distribute letter because we are the younger ones. Go and distribute letter. And I'll be going there. Some people will go there and say, ah, God, you know, I, I, I came out of this situation so that I will not be distributing letter. But what, did, what, I will, what God will help me do is that when I'm distributing letter, I'll be saying that, ah, God, when I was a little later here, I was a postman, casual, from casual to permanent, part-time, permanent, part-time. Now, as a manager, I'm still distributing the same letter in the same area, and I'm paying twice I'm ah, God, thank you. This is not an advert, what I want to say now. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I'm not trying to tell you suddenly. We normally clear the church on Saturdays. And at the time, it was only me. Then we used to go upstairs. I would go upstairs and set up. I'd be carrying speaker. I'm going up and down and up and up. I never asked anybody in church. If we're to be some other pastors, you say, ah. I've seen pastor who stood and I went to that church. Who stood and cursed the members for not, said, ah, any little bit and he took my microphone and he began to cuss people. <laughs> so there's some there's a versions of that. But that day I was climbing the stairs and I used to say, I used to ah, how many speakers I want to carry upstairs? And I came out carrying the stairs that day. I said, God, ah, thank you. See, I am I am Hebrew. I am I am Hebrew. Ah, thank you. Let me see how how I can beat my time. I'll carry it on that one and say, God, see, ah, the fact that I have strength. Oh, thank you. I could have been in your hospital now. What would have happened to me? But thank you, Lord. See what I'm carrying. I can do this. I will laugh at myself. I will, I will, I will dance. I say, God, you need to come and see me. I tell you. When someone now called, I said, I've been talking to God. I wanted to buy a car. And that car has been delayed. I told God that if you do this for me, I would be bringing my car. To, to help out in setting up the church. And the person gave God six months after that, but still now they're still doing it because God is actually touching their lives. If I had stood and started to curse every member that did not come and help God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So let's just quickly, because of my time, Sasson, you know, just wanted to, just, just, I just wanted to point to that, that there is a way you can train your, yourself to begin to give God thanks. See, there will be opportunities. There's a lesson I will never let, and thank God that he's here. I don't know, thank God that he's here. There's a day that I was, that was fasting, I think it was white or something. I was fasting a long fast. That day, he, um, he now said, go and bring me hot water. And he was standing. And I brought hot water. 
he was standing, but as there are room then, once you are coming in, you can watch the TV. So I think I was so dull or something coming up. I didn't know he was standing. I was already in the store. So as I just carry hot water, as I was watching, I think it was a penalty or something. So he just on his body. And he has been fasting for long. That day, I will never forget. He said, kneel down there. And he said, as this pain is crumpling through my body, will you never know pain in your life? He was in tears that day. It takes training not to, ah, at the funny magito. Before you remember that ah, I have been fasting. None of this are share And they are share as the child is already is hard. You want it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. You are your mom. Amen. You need to understand one thing. That your anointing is connected to your emotions at times. Go and ask Elijah. That is why he's on the Sabbath of God. That he do it with them. Because they cannot control themselves. There are some of us that God is still holding back some level of anointing because you will destroy your family. By the time you begin to serve them around, you <laughs> say, God, you know, he, he, that is to make a, a joke or something. I don't know it's a joke or a reality anyway. You know, somebody, somebody would, a prophet would wake up in the night and say, Ah, daddy, your child is going to going abroad. You will not pray, 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 because the child doesn't have good papers. Pray, 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 pray. Say, Ah, daddy, I'm going to first, so can you go to immigration? You pray for that child. And 5 a.m. or whatever, when you play last in by 6, you are sleeping. After praying, and your child now puts on the light, look for something at 7 o'clock because you are trying to sleep. Serving one, <laughs> you are praying for another person. You serve your home, of course. May God grant us understanding in the name of Jesus Christ. So, let me just quickly look at you know, just point out a couple of things to us also, you know, around mysteries that happen in the place of praise. See, how many of us have, have, have witnessed when worship is going on in church? that you begin to get ideas or inspirations, things begin to drop into your mind. Has it ever happened to anyone? Yeah. Yeah. I used to tell people, at times, I, I, if the worship gets to a point, I would take Bible and pen. Because God is speaking within that period. How do we know this? Is that when you read, the Bible says, um, Ephesians chapter 8, verse 18 to 19. The Bible says, do not get drunk on wine. It said, which leads to, you know, drunkenness and things. I said, in, in, in. instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. How? Speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Singing and making melody in your heart. 
you will discover that at times when, wash, when you are at home, when you are singing and you are giving God thanks, ideas will begin to drop into your mind. Things will begin to open. And what is happening is that there is what praise does that it opens up heaven. Daily, you begin to receive ideas. Why am I saying this? I told that when you see, I tell people, it is not, I love dancing, but I don't dance past when I can begin to feel that God is dropping a solution in my life. If you are, we can be clapping now, and if I begin to, I keep looking and get my Bible and pen. See, if we all start writing, it's not a problem. It's not a problem. Just, it is what I'm saying, so that you can maximize what God is doing in that place. But at times, you know, I say to the right, to the left, to the right, to the left. You know, people have forgotten what God is doing. God help us in Jesus' name. I'm not saying it's wrong, go. Please don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's wrong. How do I know this? That was what Elisha did. Second Kings chapter 3. Elisha said, bring me a mystery. And as, as the mystery began to play, the hand of God came upon him and he began to prophesy. So when worship is going on at times, the Spirit of God descends heavily in a place. You are getting ideas. Things that you never even thought of. Or things that you will say, God, how do I do this? What am I saying? So that when they are doing praise, please don't only just come to come and dance. Be ready to receive from God. Be ready to receive from God. Maybe I will just maybe I can just put it up at that. First, first Chronicles chapter twenty-five, verse one. The Bible says, "Moreover, David and his captains of the hammer of the army separated." For service, some the sons of Hassa, Haman, and of Juton. He said, Who would prophesy with harps, strings of instruments, and singers? That means that when they began to play instruments, prophecies were coming forth. People were getting ideas. Their minds was open. People began to receive from God. That is why the worship session is very important. It is a time that you can even get maximum of what even beyond your own imagination. You, you can even get more insight than God said this. Does he the Lord? That is when somebody is giving you prophecy. That is the mystery of things. So David understood that there are some levels of prophecy that are introduced when worship is going on. When worship is going on. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Psalm 147 that we just sang, he said, said, let said, let the faithful people praise you. And things like that. The Bible says that there's a lot to say in there, but you know, God, um, God help us. But the Bible says that I just go to that verse nine. The Bible says that when they are singing, 
He said, to carry out sentence written against them. This is the glory of all the faithful people. Praise the Lord. That means that there are certain things that God has written concerning him. There are judgments that God has said, we, is, this issue is sanctioned and we are going to finish it. In the place of praise, the honor of the servants of God, of the children of God, is that in the mystery of, in the, in the, they carry out the sentences. Those sentences are sanctioned in the place of praise. Abraham gave us a prototype as we close in Romans chapter 4. The Bible says that without weakening in his faith, faith he faced the fact that, that his body was too old, was, was as good as dead. Please, you know, I say something. Faith is not denial. The Bible says he faced the fact. So somebody that lost their job or that got that is the fact. Faith confronts the fact. That's what Jesus said. You speak to the mountain. He did not say deny the mountain. Because the people confess, 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 and because they are denying an existing truth. But what Faith does that. It confronts the issue. And the Bible says that, the Bible says that, he, he yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promises of God, strengthened in his faith. He gave glory to God. That means that he was looking at Sarah and said, Ah, this woman will never give birth. I'm sorry, naturally, this woman cannot give birth. But I believe God. And I'm going to start giving him thanks. Ah, Lord, I thank you. Oh, Lord, Muyo. Muyo. Doctor's report comes. Ah, this is what they say. He's, but he said, the Bible says, being fully persuaded that he that has, that, that God has the power to do what he has promised. So praise in the face of position is is being persuaded in the character of God. Does that make sense? Hallelujah. We won't go much into and we won't say more again. I think those are just important as we call to the place of praise. Because as we thank him, I want you to thank him with understanding. Maybe you are still like Abraham. There are certain things that you know that this, this is the facts. But the Bible says he faced the facts and said, even though this is the issue, God, I give you thanks over it. Jesus did not take five days of bread and say, I know this is 20. I, I confess it's 20. No, he didn't say that. He knew what they gave to him. And he took it up and he placed it before God and said, God, I give you thanks for it. Hallelujah. Let us rise up.
Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.